Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. It's Friday, and we usually take this time to cover some of the news that's going on, and we can't help but get into some of the election news that's happening out um, in our in our world. Folks, um, you know, we don't have very many days now before uh, November 3rd. Many people are already voting. Many people have already voted here in North Carolina. Um, early voting started yesterday here in Caldwell County, where I've been living. Uh, we have, um, uh, I was I was talking to the head of the Republican Party here in the county, and he was telling me this morning that uh, that they had over 100 people at 7.30 in the morning, over 100 people in line ready to vote. Now, this is early voting, okay, uh, from some of the exit polling that was being done, and, and I'm not sure how accurate this is, but um, about 90% of those voting were voting for Trump. You know, we, we see the news going out there, and, and I'm, he- and I'm see- hearing from other missionaries around the country, and even from my own travels, for about every one Joe Biden-Harris yard sign that, or sign that we see out there, we're seeing on average about 20 to 25 Trump-Pence signs. I mean, just looking at the uh, rallies that are going on, I mean, Trump is bringing in huge numbers, to quote President Trump, huge numbers. And Biden's bringing in uh, embarrassing numbers. And so, oh, well, you know, COVID and we're not, you know, we're not bringing great gatherings and, and so on there. Well, go back to Hillary. We didn't have COVID then and she wasn't bringing in the numbers. But if you listen to the polls, all the polls are handing it off to Biden. And it gives the impression, a false impression, that the Democrats are doing well. I don't believe they are. But I don't think that we should rest on our laurels and just expect a landslide. I'm suspecting we're going to see a landslide. I really am. Because I, I believe that the fake media, the fake news that's out there, they're believing their own lies. And they're selling it. And they're selling it hard. And I was surprised that the best candidate that they could put forward was Biden. Honestly, really? That's the best you've got? Seriously? Um, and so I'll be very surprised. But let's get into some of the things that we're seeing developing. We'll talk about the Amy Barrett confirmation here in a moment, but I want to lead with a video that Joe Biden is pushing to woo the Muslim voters to vote for him. There's a movement called the Million Muslim Vote. They are pushing hard for Biden. Now, isn't it interesting that every Muslim politician that's out there joins the Democrat Party? That's the party that they are going to um, find cooperation, find, um, you know, a team spirit. 
and encouragement. But isn't it interesting that Muslims are buddying up with the same party that pushes abortion, the same party that pushes homosexuality, the same party that pushes same-sex marriage, women's liberation movements, and Islam is completely against these things, women's libers, abortion, homosexuality. <laughs> I mean, uh, just about everyone knows what Muslims think about homosexuals and how and what the penalty is for there. You know, the, the biggest debate amongst homosexual about uh, in Islam about homosexuality, the biggest debate that they engage in is how they're to be killed. Do you throw them off a cliff or do you stone them? I mean, because Muhammad wasn't that clear. The Quran wasn't that clear. I mean, you either do one or the other. And some Muslims, in order just to make sure that they're doing it right, not only do they throw them off a cliff, but they stone them at the end just to be sure that they have fulfilled the law of Allah. And, uh, but man, they're into that party. Well, so Joe Biden's out there trying to get the Muslims to vote for them, and he's pandering to them. And he praises Islam and says, I wish that our schools, that U.S. schools taught more about Islam. And he quotes in this video a passage, and it's a very obscure hadith. Remember yesterday I was talking about the Hadiths. These are the traditions, the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad. And it's not even listed in the Bukhari or the Muslim. So it's not even one of the most popular, well-received Hadiths. And actually, uh, this comes. This is the passage that Muslims would turn to of the five ways you struggle against evil. And he quotes this, uh, Whosoever uh, of you, and he only quotes part of it, Whosoever you sees evil, let him change it with his hand. So you struggle against evil with your hand. That's what jihad means, the struggle against evil. You struggle against it with, with, your, with your hand. And, and if you're not able to do so, with that, then with your tongue, you speak out against it. And if, you're, and if he's not able to do so, to, you know, to end the evil, then with his heart. So if you can't rid the world of evil with your heart or with your mind or with your tongue, and then you, do it with, or you can't do it with your hand, then you do it with your sword. But he didn't quote that part. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Uh, that's the part that he neglected to quote, but he quoted the parts there that you struggle against evil with your tongue, your heart, with your hand, and, and so on there. And uh, now imagine, you know, the handlers of, of uh, Biden saying, hey, let's appeal to Christians to vote for us. Let's start quoting the Bible. <laughs> We'd never see that now, would we? And he, he's going out to say, in his video, he said, the Muslim American voice matters. Your voice matters, and your voice is your vote. And he promises to them that I'll put Muslims into my team, into my administration, if you vote for me. And so they're pandering to the Muslims. Now, how many Muslims are there here in America? Uh, according to the U.S. Census of 2010, there are only 3 million. But I'm here to tell you that number is not accurate. The the FBI works on a number of about 10 million Muslims being in North America. Now, not all of them are voting age, of course. But there's a large Muslim population, and they can sway votes like they did in France. All right, let's move on to another uh, topic because we, we don't have the time to um, stay here. 
All right. Um, in the debate with uh, the Amy Barrett confirmation, we had some outrageous behavior from the senator from Hawaii. Hirono, is that how we say her name? I'm not sure. I never really knew about this lady until, until this uh, event. And she scolded the justice for referring to homosexuality as a sexual preference. And she came back saying, that's offensive. That's an outdated term. You're not allowed to say that anymore. You cannot say that this is what the, you know, and, and she goes on deeper into this saying, you know, this, this is what those who, who are the opposition against the LGBT crowd, they use it as the, call it like a preference. It's to suggest that it's a choice, and it's not a choice, she said. It is a key part of a person's identity. Their sexual orientation is both a normal expression of human sexuality and immutable. And that's a term that we theologians are familiar with because immutability belongs to God. He is unchangeable. Cannot change. And they're suggesting that that uh, homosexuals, they can't change that. That's just, just what they are. And as a result, now get this, folks, listen. As a result of this exchange, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and this is how, how our world is changing, and political correctness and all this stuff is born and, and established overnight. As a result of that, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary on the website has now given a caution if you type up the word, this is according to the New York Post, I haven't gone and done it yet, but uh, the New York Post is reading their, their article, that the, the Merriam-Webster's dictionary has now termed the term sexual preference as a, a warning. This is an offensive term. <gasps> don't go there. Don't offend. Don't be such a bigot. Don't be a bigot by calling it sexual uh, preference. <laughs> when for years they've been calling it, this is my preference. But now we can't go, we can't even use that term. Can I give you a, a little bit of history here? Because it's interesting how terms and things have changed in our world. And um, there is a, the, the American Psychiatric Association, the APA, has developed a manual for disorders, things that were considered um, mental disorders. And uh, they published this in a book called the DSM, the Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And that's a big mouthful. So they simply call it DSM. Now, we're on DSM-5. And so, through the years, they've had to make some changes. And so they print the Bible of Disorders, the DSM, and certain things are listed as a disorder and, and so on. Back in 1968, the American Psychiatric Association was on DSM-2, Book 2. And they classified then and previously as homosexuality as a mental disorder. But in 1973, the American Psychiatric Association asked members attending in the convention to vote 
on whether they believed homosexuality is a mental disorder. 5,854 psychiatrists voted to remove homosexuality from the DSM as a disorder and then to refer to it as a preference, (laughs) which now we can't call it that, according to Senator Horia, whatever her name is, from Hawaii. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just don't know her name. And uh, 3,810 voted to retain it still as a disorder. So when they published the DSM-3 in 1980, they moved it from a disorder, from a deviant disorder, to a sexual orientation or sexual preference. And so this is how this evolved. Now, by the way, that's exactly what's going on right now between DSM-5 and DSM-6, it'll be coming out, of pedophilia. Pedophilia is being moved from a disorder, a deviation, to a sexual orientation. It's coming. It's coming. When they misprinted, when, when they came out with, uh, uh, with four, they misprinted it as an uh, orientation. And they said, oh, we misprinted that. That was an accident. No, it wasn't. It was a test to see if the world would accept it. And it was uh, largely rebuked and, and disregarded. And they had to change it back in five as a disorder. And so, anyhow. Well, let's speak up for truth. Don't just be a hero of it. Have courage and to stand up and speak and let the light shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. Join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.